The United States of America is being divided in two by design. Take your pick, race, ethnicity, social status, political views, and for many other endless reasons. This is plain to see, and as many know, a house divided cannot stand. Nevertheless, and more importantly, there is a deep divide within the body of Christ, the believers in the only begotten Son of God. It's an important issue, which many find themselves on one side or the other, and once again, this is by design. But this division is from God, as you will soon see. This topic may be completely new to you, as possibly a friend or family member has shared this with you, to help you better understand. Regardless as to how you got here, it's for a reason. Today, you will see why many of us have been called out of mainstream Christianity and its traditions and have decided to truly follow our Savior the way scriptures tell us to. We have a true desire to obey our Father's eternal laws, precepts, holy days, and commands, His instructions for life, Torah, if you will. While some may think this is going backwards, we couldn't disagree more. This will be explained quickly, and not by lecture or fancy wording, but by the authority of His living word. We have been labeled as the Hebrew Roots Movement, Torah Observant, Judaizers, Legalistic, Heretics, and much more. We are simply doing our best to be followers of the way, the truth, and the life. Please keep in mind, the information today will be barely scratching the surface of the innumerable amount of evidence, but in an attempt to keep this short, we will cover some of the basics. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. For we know the law is spiritual. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Some will tell you that the law is bondage or burdensome, mostly due to something Paul writes in Galatians 5. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. 
Bible colleges and seminaries alike, teach that this freedom was from the law and that the bondage is the law, yet we can't find any scriptures to back this. I find it very interesting that the chapter prior, Paul states what this bondage was. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Is the law elements of the world? Hardly. Just a bit further into chapter 4, we also see this. But now, after that ye have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye again to the weak and beggarly elements, whereunto ye desire again to be in bondage? I humbly ask you, as Paul was designated to bring the gospel to the Gentiles, or unbelievers if you will, how is it possible that these men and women would be returning to the law of God if they never had it in the first place? It's nonsense, yet this is taught as fact this very day. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It could seem that the law would be burdensome if you have a love for the world and the things contained in it, but most have no idea that Jesus, Yahusha, is referencing Deuteronomy 30. When you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in this book of the law, when you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, for this is the commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us, that we may hear and do it? But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart, so that you can do it. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Jesus, Yahusha, said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. My question to you, does hang mean replace or substitute? Not at all. Take a look at this brief chart to see what hang really means. opinion, we are seeing a division that Yahuwah, our Father, our Creator Himself is conducting, the wise and the foolish. 
Remember what our Savior himself said. Think not that I come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. There is a day coming when a separation happens and a door is shut. This is the door to New Jerusalem in the millennial reign, and not all make it in, as we learn in the parable of the king, the wedding, and the guests. For many are called, but few are chosen. Some of you may be saying to yourself, what about the verse that states in, in many places, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. kingdom of God is coming soon, and what we are discussing today isn't the second death, nor is it the salvation that many think of. Everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ, Yahusha HaMashiach, will be saved from the second death. Hallelujah. The second resurrection doesn't happen until after the thousand-year millennial reign. We will be gathered from all corners of the earth. And this is the same event that Paul spoke of in 1 Thessalonians 4. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out, I will rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein ye are scattered with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out. I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there I will plead with you face to face, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant, and I will purge out from among you the rebels, and them that transgress against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So, we see all are gathered, but not all enter. Did Jesus, Yeshua, say the same? Yes. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. But they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. 
For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Again, we see a door being shut. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. Remember what we just read in the parable of the wise and the foolish, and he said, I know you not. You will see the same in Matthew 7 and clarifies what was missing. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Iniquity is defined as breaking and transgressing the law. Continuing, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So we can listen to our Savior's own words, and be likened as a wise man, or we can listen to the doctrines of men, that say we rightly divide and don't listen to our Savior's words because they are for the quote-unquote Jews only. It's up to you to decide. Here's another confirming witness. And keep in mind, 2nd Esdras was included in the 1611 King James, the 1520 and the 1599 Geneva Bibles, and was only removed as scripture in the late 1800s. Woe to them who sin and do not observe my commandments, says the Lord. I will not spare them. Depart, you faithless children. Do not pollute my sanctuary, for the Lord knows all who transgress against him. Therefore, he will hand them over to death and slaughter. For now, calamities have come upon the whole earth, and you shall remain in them, for God will not deliver you because you have sinned against him. Please realize not one of us says you must keep the law to be saved, but per our Messiah and many other passages, not all will enter into the kingdom and not all will rule and reign with him for a thousand years. The one who conquers and who keeps my works until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, as when earthen pots are broken in pieces, even as I myself have received authority from my Father. And I will give him the morning star. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Remember, P 
Peter warned us that many would use Paul's words incorrectly, and it seems especially rampant these days because most don't even know the scriptures which the New Testament was founded upon. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace, and count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given to him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. Many cite Acts 15 as a foundation for a doctrine of casting away the law. Please realize the disciples had to start somewhere with new converts. Just like today, if we witness to an unbeliever to repent and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, do we tell them they must do everything at once? Or would they learn as they continued in faith and as the Holy Spirit guides them? This is the same situation, and as we see in verse 21, which confirms the new converts would hear the message weekly about the law during the Sabbath and continue to grow. Wherefore, my sentence is that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from the things strangled and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. The apostles had to start somewhere. I can't speak for all who observe and preach Torah, but I am far from perfect and know that perfection has been found in our Savior alone. But does that mean we don't strive for it? God forbid. That would be against the teachings of Yahusha, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom and sheol to which you are going. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. He deserves every ounce of effort from us.
Many of us are waking up and breaking free from the teachings of the real Pharisees, as we are normally labeled, that preach man-made traditions that contradict the true teachings of our Redeemer. My little children, these things I write unto you, that ye sin not, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. And hereby we do know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. And hereby we know that we are in him. He that saith, he abideth in him, ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Listen, we know none of us can keep it perfect. We completely understand and agree. For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid, yea, we establish the law. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains it will do so until he is out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus Yeshua will kill with the breath of his mouth and bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with all power and false signs and wonders and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure and unrighteousness did not believe the truth and had pleasure and unrighteousness? The scriptures define the truth in two ways. Jesus, Yahusha, said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Since Jesus, Yahusha, is the whole word. He is both definitions. So, we believe it is time to follow the whole word. It would take way too long to explain each pagan day that has been mingled into Christianity and the world days such as Christmas, Easter, and others, but we'll simply leave some links for you to do your own research. This part is tough, as most of us grew up loving these days. Unfortunately, not only are they unbiblical, but in direct opposition and a slap in the face to our Father. 
Many of us are casting away these pagan days in favor of the seven biblical, holy, set-apart days of our Creator, which are not Jewish holidays as we commonly hear, but are our Father's appointed times. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of Yahuwah, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. These are the feasts of Yahuwah, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. For the assembly there shall be one statute for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you, a statute forever throughout your generations. You and the sojourner shall be alike before you and the Lord. One law and one rule shall be for you and for the stranger who sojourns with you. Even with that said, most have no idea they have been grafted into the house of Israel. We are taught that there is a separation between the church and Israel especially with the confusion surrounding the 1948 State of Israel and the Jews living there. These two sets of scripture is barely touching this topic, and I will leave links for further study to test this for yourself, but please consider. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, the house of Israel. A wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Again, this was barely scratching the surface. I pray this finds you well, and pray that you test all things. In the name of Jesus Christ, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen.